Les barrières sont physiques, elles sont aussi dans les têtes. Et la difficulté, c'est de vivre dans un monde qui nous rejette, un monde qui ne nous accepte pas tel qu'on est. C'est de finir même à force de vexations, de petites phrases, de malentendus, à force de discrimination, par ne plus s'aimer soi-même. Et c'est la pire des situations que d'ériger un mur entre soi et soi. Heureusement, rien n'est inéluctable. On peut choisir une voie singulière, dans les marges, trouver une forme de liberté. Berlin est une ville qui incarne profondément cela. C'est peut-être pas un hasard, justement, si on y retrouve Joséphine et Amanda. Nous sommes neuf jeunes Européens, vivant en France et en Allemagne. Il y a exactement 30 ans, un mur est tombé à Berlin, promesse de liberté et d'une Europe réconciliée. À cet idéal, nous avons voulu confronter la réalité. Y a-t-il encore des murs en Europe Quels sont-ils Comment vit-on avec les murs qui restent pour répondre à ces questions, nous sommes allés à la rencontre de jeunes Européens qui nous ont parlé de leur mur à eux. Le troisième épisode s'appelle « Thinking in Boxes » et c'est Joséphine qui présente. Ich bin Amanda. Um, also Amanda ist der, mein normaler Name. Ich habe einen Drag-Namen, das ist Natak Ganymed. Um, ich komme aus Berlin. Seit Wochen haben Amanda und ich schon versucht, uns zu treffen und jetzt ist es endlich soweit. Wir haben uns in einem Park in Berlin-Mitte getroffen. Es war ein super heißer, spüler Abend und ja, aber ich bin trotzdem total froh, dass es geklappt hat. Amanda ist nämlich sehr beschäftigt und muss auch während unseres Interviews an einem Nähprojekt für eine befreundete Drag Queen arbeiten. Amanda ist 22 und in Berlin aufgewachsen und macht gerade eine Ausbildung für Modedesign. Und Amanda und ich kennen uns über einen gemeinsamen Freund, der mir ihn empfohlen hat, weil er seine Geschichte sehr spannend findet. Amanda ist als Frau geboren worden, aber sieht sich selbst als non-binary und möchte gerne im Deutschen mit R angesprochen werden. Und weil eigentlich sein gesamter Alltag nur noch auf Englisch stattfindet, haben wir nach wenigen Minuten auch beschlossen, das Interview auf Englisch zu führen. Dann würde ich einfach nochmal anfangen, wenn es okay ist. Wir machen, also den Teil kann man ja trotzdem ja. verwenden, aber dann stellst ja. du dich nochmal vor mhm. auf Englisch. Okay, uh, my name is Amanda. Um, that's like my regular out of drag name. I'm also called Natak Ganymed when I'm in drag. Um, I'm 22 years old, I'm from Berlin. English is a language that gives me more options for gender-neutral language. There's a gender-neutral pronoun and not everything is always gendered. German doesn't do that. The, like, the pronouns are like, you don't have a gender-neutral pronoun option. And also like every single words, like all nouns, like it's all gendered, everything's gendered. Like I can't even talk about like a teacher without being like Lehrer und Lehrerin. Like there's always like the one option and the other option and there's no neutral ever or like barely ever and it's like very very hard to use any sort of gender neutral language in German and um, English gives me options for that and I like that. Als junger Mensch festzustellen, dass man anders ist als alle anderen, stelle ich mir schon schwierig genug vor, aber sich dann noch nicht mal mehr mit seiner Muttersprache identifizieren zu können, ist schon ziemlich hart. Uh, when was the first time you realized that you're kind of different? When was the first time? I mean, the first time I remember like actively thinking about it, um, I was 12 or 13, I'm not sure. Um, and I wasn't even like thinking about it by myself, but someone in school asked me, are you a lesbian? And I was like thinking, I was like, hmm, I don't know. I don't know. I can see myself maybe being bi or something. I'm not sure. And then, uh, Everyone looked at me like a zoo animal and then I was like, well, maybe I don't want to be that and then kind of ignored it for a couple more years. 
And then when I was like 16, it kind of came back up again. And that's when I started, you know, going through the whole process of like coming out to yourself, figuring it out, coming out to others, like figuring more out. It's like a whole process and coming out never ends. It's like a never ending process of coming out to people. Als ich zum ersten Mal gehört habe, dass äh, Amanda queer und non-binary ist, äh, wusste ich überhaupt nicht, was das genau bedeutet. Also auch die Abgrenzung zu anderen Geschlechtsidentitäten wie Trans war mir nicht richtig klar und deswegen habe ich ihn einfach mal gefragt, was ähm, das für ihn bedeutet. So queer is like a general term I use just for my all of my identity really, but also like specifically for sexuality, queer is the term I'm most comfortable with um, because if I try to um, explain my sexuality or put it in one word, it's like it's not as easily possible but queer gives you like you know the, the idea i'm not straight which is you know and leaves everything else quite open which i like um non-binary is about my gender identity um for me it means that i'm neither a man nor a woman um every non-binary person has a different um or a different reason why the non-binary label fits for them people like see it differently for me specifically it means i'm neither a man nor a woman Amanda und ich sind eigentlich zwei junge Menschen in Berlin, die beide ihre Sachen machen und ähm, in ihren 20ern sind. Und trotzdem, je länger wir uns unterhalten, desto mehr verspüre ich, dass da auch eine Mauer zwischen uns ist, für die keiner von uns beiden was kann eigentlich. The obvious one is obviously, the, you know, the one society imposes on you in terms of gender. Um, I perceive that as a wall. Um, and it's something that, you know, Once you become aware of it and you become aware of just how society views gender and like how rigid the structures are and how much people are just like, you know, stuck in this like very, very binary thinking, it becomes like so like, it becomes like something that just like starts, it becomes so obvious and becomes something you see everywhere suddenly, you know, like how is everyone just perceiving all of this shit as like normal and it makes no sense that people like, make these two binary rigid categories and like put things in that box and in this box and like perceive like how to perceive bodies and gender and like how they it's it becomes painful to watch at some point so i also uh, thought about the these concrete walls or barriers in your that could could appear in your life and I collected some questions I would like to ask you. Um, so, which gender is in your passport? Which gender is my passport? It says F on it. F like failing at gender. <laughs> And how do you feel about it? I hate it. I, want, I, I think gender is an absolutely useless thing to put on passports. There's no reason for it to be there. It should be taken out completely out of all of them. Talking about toilets, which one do you do? You do you use uh, both of them. Um, I use like if I'm in a situation where it feels like maybe not super safe to use the men's toilet, I use the women's toilet. Otherwise, I use whichever one is free. Um, if there's a unisex one, I use that one. Amanda scheint sich echt mit den Mauern in seinem Alltag arrangiert zu haben und glücklich zu sein. Aber im gleichen Moment habe ich das Gefühl, dass so diese Erklärung, was non-binary ist, dass er die schon ziemlich oft erzählen musste. Und es macht für mich auch total Sinn, dass er sich deshalb ein bisschen aus der Mainstream-Gesellschaft zurückgezogen hat. So you're part of a group, uh, which is like a minority in our society. And how would you describe from this point of view our society? Society as a whole, that's a big question. <laughs> um, I do think 
I'm very lucky to be in Berlin specifically because in Berlin it's actually possible and there's very very few places where it's possible to literally just like be in your little bubble you know the queer bubble and just like not interact that much with like the rest of everything um, and that's kind of what I've been doing the past few years I've been very little interaction with like you know society mainstream society as much as I can avoid it I just stay in the little queer bubble and it's great um, so going back into school now is actually like you know one of the first the first times in the past few years where I've been surrounded by a lot of you know normal society again it's ah uh, it's hard it's it's very like um like when you've been surrounded by a lot of like you know queer people people are like very politically aware people who like you know try not to, to be like you know assholes towards any minority um and then you get, get back into like the normal you know n normal people normal society and it's like there's so much just like weird casual racism casual homophobia just like like the way people talk about bodies is just so off to me like even like part of the, like the lessons you were talking about like, proportions in school like for like you know clothing and stuff i'm like the way they talk about it like the ideal female body and it's like like why <laughs> and are there some like surprisingly good moments where someone acted really like in the in the way he or she should act they they should act <laughs> um <laughs> i can see you're trying <laughs> i'm trying no i really want to try yeah. um yeah actually also doing pride like same thing i, I like i had uh, you know i had my I had my chest taped and I had written on my, my, my body. I was like, I am not a woman um, and like big letters. And um, when we were on our way to a party later, uh, like at night, sort of, um, we were like in the bus and I was like with my group of friends. Like I wasn't alone at any point. I was like always with my group of friends. Um, and there was like an older uh, woman in the bus, maybe like 40, 50 ish, like age wise. Um, and she like saw what was written on my chest and she like very nicely asked, was like, so what is this and like what is this about and she just asked like a couple like very respectful questions and listened I was like oh that's nice thank you for telling me and that was great that was a great experience keep saying this but the queer bubble is a thing and in my head I see it as like a little like a little bubble of sorts you know and you have like a, you know like a, like when you're blowing bubbles you know and like this is this thin sheet that just kind of like you know protects you and within you're like oh this is nice and there's rainbows and everything it's great and then the bubble pops and it's like oh no cold harsh reality why Amanda ist als Drag King Nata Ganymed in Berlin unterwegs und tritt auch in Shows auf. Der Name ist eine Hommage an seinen ersten Besuch einer Drag Show in Mumbai, als er 18 Jahre alt war. Nata heißt so viel wie Drama auf Hindi. Mit dem Namen tritt er seit zwei Jahren in Berlin auf, zum Beispiel zuletzt mit den Venus Boys beim Freddie Mercury Tribute im Schwutz in Berlin. In dem Video, das ihr gerade gehört habt, sieht man ihn mit Bart, Brusthaaren und einer schwarzen Perücke und ziemlich viel Make-up im Gesicht. Für das Make-up braucht er mehrere Stunden, hat er mir erzählt. Drag is just like 
an amazing queer art form where you can like express yourself however you want to. You can do on a stage whatever you want to do, and it just you know play with gender in whatever way you pl want to play with it. It really can be anything. Like in my experience, like it can be anything. I know drag queens, I know drag kings, I know drag performers and drag artists who just like don't fall into either of these categories. I know um, cis women, cis men, trans women, trans men, non-binary people, like all sorts of people. Literally everyone can do drag and does drag. And there's just like so much amazing shit that happens on stage, like on these stages. It's amazing. It's where, you know, I found, you know, friends and community. So to me it means a lot. Am Ende wollte ich von Amanda gerne wissen, wie sich unsere Gesellschaft ändern müsste, damit er wieder mehr Kontakt zu ihr suchen würde. Aber eine einfache Antwort scheint es dafür nicht zu geben. There's a bunch of things society should be more aware of and I like yeah, if I've had like the one opportunity, like knowing myself, I would overthink it for like a very long time. Um, uh, like trying to keep it on like the subject that we've already been talking about. I'm like be aware that just like more than just like men and women on this planet that like you know trans people exist just try to be like respectful of like how you address people who, and address them how they want to be addressed um, and like if someone from like any sort of marginalized group tells you something just like listen you know listen think about it um, because it's probably useful <laughs> C'était le troisième épisode de Les Murs qui restent. L'histoire d'Amanda vous a été présentée par Joséphine. Vous trouverez tous les épisodes de ce podcast sur le site internet de l'Office franco-allemand pour la jeunesse et sur YouTube.